we earn the explicit content rating like within the first minute usually like there's no yes that is true bumholes are fine and on the topic of buggery Hello and welcome to An Englishman and an Irishman Go to the Movies podcast that will last for five years, change its hosts and rebrand as the amazing Englishman and Irishman and hope you won't notice. I'm Ian Whittington and with me as always is the man that really believes Spider-Man is his best friend and he really is Sean. It's Sean Berwick. Yay! Hello. Hello. How are you? I'm grand now that I got that opening done. What what you, what the listeners at home may not know is that that took me six attempts. <laughs> Yeah, that was that was that was not a wonder. But you know what? We love a trier. We do. You know, we, we love do. when you know franchises try, don't quite hit it. Try again, don't quite hit it, and get bought out by the House of Mouse. Um, we also quite like it when there are three th- films that were made possibly too early, and then two films follow up very quickly that are absolutely much much better. And only people don't people only don't like them because they came too soon, and they're actually much better movies. I mean, I first of all, you walked right into this one. But, like, look, it's quite hard, you know, when things come too soon, you know, to really get behind it. Um, yes, but when you, that's your, the situation you have to live with. You find ways to make do, and you, you just have to try harder. Edging. So, uh, <laughs> <laughs> insert punchline here. <laughs> um, how are you, my friend? Are you I'm- well? Good. I'm very, very well. I can't believe how quickly my time in America is going. Um, I'm now on day, I think I'm at the halfway point. So I'm at day 11 and I've got 10 to go. Um, yeah, so sad times, but I'm enjoying it. We had a lovely Thanksgiving uh, two days ago. Well, many oh, days ago yeah. when this comes out. But yeah, all of the food and something called a green bean casserole and pick. I've heard of. What, what it, is a green bean? I, mean, I, I know what a green know. bean is. I, didn't I know what a casserole it. is. Yeah. But the words together. So it had a crispy top. Okay. And there were green beans in it. And then like some kind of gravy around it. It was very tasty. Um I that's all I can I like tell all you of these it. things you're describing. Mm-hmm. I like gravy. I like green beans. I like crispy. Yep. It's all there. Um I like tops. Yeah. Uh, mm-hmm. 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 Mm. And the other thing was like a sweet potato mash with like caramel pecans on top of them or pecans. Um like Pecans everywhere. Pecan pie, pecan mash, hmm. pecans everywhere. I, I I am not adverse to pecans. I'm not adverse to them. Yeah, no, I, I was never. They're very sweet. Um, but yeah, no, I, I mean, this is Thanksgiving talk with an Englishman and an Irishman. <laughs> go to the foodies. That's all right. It's, you know, a stranger in a strange land and an Irishman go to the movies. <laughs> yes. uh, and an Englishman in America and an Irishman in Wexford go to the yeah, thingies. An Hello. Englishman visits the colonies yes. where one of the escapees joins yes. him for a podcast. Oh, that's amazing. That's it. That's exactly what the show is going to be called. We need yeah. to get our acronym sorted out. Um, we do. But yes, how are you, Sean? Did you do anything for Happy on Colonist Day? No, that's in um, For um, uh, Well, um, no, I didn't. I did. Um, I have a various couple of uh, online enterprises, so I ran a few uh, you know, <laughs> deals. Uh, Only because fans. obviously... Black Friday was okay. If we're allowed to talk about it, yes, I ran a few things to run, run in with that. We earn the. Spl- I don't know. It depends on the day of the week with you whether no, we talk no, about no, it no, on no, the no, podcast no. or not. We, we earn the explicit content rating like within the first minute usually. Like there's no yes. That is true. Bumholes are fine. Uh, and on the topic of buggery, um, yeah. So uh, <laughs> honestly, guys, half the half the time I say things, it's just to see his reaction, and it never uh-huh. disappoints. Yeah, ever. this really should be a video podcast. Or a itch, itch. I think we're I think we're getting that that way. Yeah. Uh, uh, but did I do anything? No, specifically I didn't. I know a lot of people that will do like Friendsgiving, even if they're say not in America or, yeah. or elsewhere. But uh, no, uh, I did not. But what I did do, nothing to do with Thanksgiving or Colonizer Day, was uh, last night, which was the day after Thanksgiving, as we record this. Myself and my cousin went to see Eternals. Oh, I enjoyed it. Nice, and you enjoyed it. I did enjoy Good. it. I did enjoy it. I'm I understand glad. the criticism, but yes. I did enjoy it. Yeah. 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 Are we going to do an episode on that, or do you just want to talk about it now? I think we should. Now that I've seen yeah? it, I think okay. we should. Maybe, well, yeah, yeah, we'll do that at some point. Yeah. Mm. We'll save our thoughts on that. But I think it yes. sounds like you liked it more than me, and as time has gone on, I've liked it less and less and less. 
the myself and uh, John, we were asking each other questions about it last night. And every single question we asked, it was just like, oh, that's another plot hole. That's another plot mm-hmm. hole. That's another plot hole. I think so that it, it's one of those going. ones where, yeah, it's like, mm. we should probably go to the news. Yeah. Wait, the news! <laughs> the news! News team! Assemble! Do you have any news? Uh, just that we're getting more and more kind of trailer spots for No Way Home. <coughs> There's not an awful lot being released. But the one thing is that uh, now someone took a. So by the looks of things, there is a Green Goblin Jr. in this film, right? We don't know who it's going to be because there is a, there, someone screen capped it. And it's, it's, it's a, the costume looks a bit like Franco's from Spider-Man 3. Yeah, I was going to say, aren't they all Spider- Aren't they all green goblin jr other than the first one like we only see proper green goblin in spider-man one the rest of them are no got you what i mean is that the the marketing so far has been like here's willem dafoe here's willem dafoe right as opposed to they haven't really bigged up other yeah and he does seem to be in it but at this stage so if this has been released online i i have not seen it but i don't know whether we're gonna get franco which i doubt or Dame no. DeHaan, which is, if you're going to pick one or the other, I, I still presume don't. they would go with Dame DeHaan. I know, I still um, don't like him. I'm oh, sorry, Dame we'll, DeHaan. We'll get to that. Yeah. Uh, but you, you were saying the other day, like, you know, oh, they might introduce you. I don't, I mean, this could be famous last words, but I don't see them introducing a new no. villain in this one, just because there's so much going on. Like, And this film already, I, I could tell you, without having walked in, this relies on you having seen the Raimi trilogy and having seen the Amazing Spider-Man trilogy. And I would imagine some of the backstory is going to be left out because, well, sure, they've seen those films. Yeah, it's going to be really, really busy. And as soon as I suggested it, like it makes sense because both of those Green Goblins are very of their own movies, if that makes sense. So I don't like them, especially Dane DeHaan. I don't like him being in... I could be wrong, but I don't like the idea of him being in this film, but... <sighs> introducing a brand new Green Goblin, unless you just don't explain their backstory and just, hey, this is Green Goblin, you've seen this before. Uh, yeah, it kind of has to be one that we've already seen. Um, but mm. I, I I think he might be a little bit of an afterthought. I, I think the focus is going to be on Doc Ock. And... Doc Ock, for sure. Yeah. Goblin is going to have some sort of... I don't know if he's going to... Cause... Listen, we should probably hang on because we'll do all of our theorizing oh, love, and then we'll, we'll be half an hour into the episode before. Yeah. But do you know what um, do you know what I want to happen is that there have been so many so much fixation on who's in it, who's coming back from previous movies. I want there to be a right hook that the reason that Disney has been feeding us all of this stuff, because at the very, very end, the X-Men, the Fantastic Four, the universe breaks and everybody just turns up, and that's the big reveal because at the at this point what's the reveal like what's what's left well, do you know what i think i think it's not going to be resolved by the end because the next doctor strange movie is doctor strange and the multiverse of madness so you think this is basically going to be a spider-man sequel where spider-man's think, in it as a smaller part but it's doctor strange's movie uh, no what, what i mean is that i think the you know that scene in the trailer where they're strange like they're all coming through and i can't yeah. stop it i don't think that the actual fracturing is going to be resolved by no, the time we get no, no, to no, of course not. the end of the film no because yeah or strange is going to get stuck you know behind the cracks if you like yeah because i know so i know obviously you're up to so i'm assuming everyone who's listening to this has seen every single marvel thing up to date yeah, uh, but particularly loki oh loki right. yeah loki so the closing so the last episode of loki we're introduced to Kang the Conqueror. Mm-hmm. Uh, Kang has been confirmed for Multiverse of Madness. And oh, okay. um, we know that, you know, the, the variants, and I realize that's the pretty triggering word at the moment, but. Um, <laughs> yeah, that was and the cracks. Yeah. The cracks in the multiverse. So, which, if you look in the trailer for Spider Man, they look very similar to the branches of mm. the, the cracks in the multiverse, which is grand. But like, I, I think phase four seems to be setting up. It's all going to be multiverse, multiverse, multiverse. Because obviously, mm-hmm. what if was exploring the different worlds in the multiverse? Um, <laughs> yeah. And yeah, it's obviously Spider Man. I still think, like, 
the 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 right hook or the left hook for me is if Charlie Cox arrives as Daredevil. Oh um, man, that would be the one. It would be. It would be so amazing. Good. I don't know if it'll happen. I'd love if it did. Um, I want but... that more than any other bit of casting. I I would switch Alfred Molina for that. I really would. Oh, I don't know. I do love Alfred Molina. No, but I'd if switch, we can guarantee um... that Charlie Cox gets a trilogy or gets his own Daredevil films, he is. Other than, man, maybe other than Robert Downey Jr., he's my favourite piece of Marvel casting. Like, he's, oh, he's, actually... I love him so much. Joe, Joe, here's an idea for when we're, when we're doing an episode of the future is let's discuss our favourite casting yeah. in all of Marvel. Because I think there's a, there's a whole, because there's obviously just so much. Well, everyone in Holly, Hollywood is in Marvel now. So that's a lot yeah, of, effectively, yeah, the go, who's not in Marvel? Mm-hmm. Like, yeah. Um. But, uh, oh, and news, but I can't comment on it, is that the first episode of Hawkeye is out. So go yep. watch it and we'll talk about <laughs> we'll it talk at some later. Point. Um, yeah. Oh, actually, no, we have a really, really quick in memoriam as well, which is Stephen Sondheim. Yes, yes. So um, I I was having a chat with somebody earlier on about, I was saying, look, I'm not massively familiar. He goes, you are. Yes. You just don't know it because uh-huh. he's just done so much for musical theater for theater and general for literature in mm. general um 93 i think he, he's good innings was it um, 93 or 91 i thought i saw not, I, I obviously i might be very wrong we shall find out i'm now. gonna do some quick googling excuse right. my time googly googly Stephen Stephen Stephen. um <clears throat> so excuse me Stephen uh 91 yeah 91. 91 radio um, a master of musical theatre. Yeah, he's. Um, in fact, let's bring up his. I would love it if I was actually prepared and ahead of time. Um, and we're That's just gonna vamp we don't do that. all of the things that he's done. He has done so so much. Um, can you give me like a list? Um, yeah. So West Side Story. Um, loads of things. He's he's done he's done so many things, but lots of things that I don't. Okay, recognize. so funny thing happened on the way to the forum. Company Follies, A Little Night Music, Sweeney Todd, Sunday in the Park, Into the Woods, West Side Story, Gypsy, Ladies Who Lunch. Uh, I just I have the list here. Yeah. Um, and oh, it looks like there's uh, one of the way. Merrily we roll along. Film oh film adaptations. Um, because I know Steven Spielberg is directing or has directed West Side Story, which is due out soon. And uh, Merrily we roll along. I'm just seeing a TBA beside that um so yeah um but yeah um in other words we i know we have both personally struggled with some of his style but i mean it's mm-hmm. one of those things look taste is subjective of course it um, is 100 and the man is he was incredible yeah absolutely and there's so just because we don't like into the woods <laughs> <laughs> it's true it's Sorry, it's true. True. but sorry. actually, we're told on good authority that the film adaptation of Into the Woods leaves out so much of the show. Yeah, I imagine so. I imagine so. That's usually the case. Um, but yeah, definitely a loss. Was he? He was still like doing stuff, wasn't he? He was still producing music. I think still making things until very late on. Yeah, was he retired? That's actually, I'm not sure if he was retired. Yeah, I think he might have still been, still been taking along. Uh, 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 which is, hey, that's incredible. Like. You know, if you're if yeah. you're still working up into your eighties and nineties, I think that's a bit on impressive. But yeah, so rest in peace, Mister Sondheim. Yes. All right, let's talk about these movies. Woo! Okay. Right. So I'm going to go straight ahead and say characters prefer the Raimi trilogy. Looks prefer this uh, set of films. Uh, that's weird. Um, I there is I like every aspect of these two better than any of the first three <laughs> i mm, okay well obviously we shall discuss um uh-huh. so right the first one so i was looking forward to lizard ever since i was a little kid so i was i was so happy because okay. kurt connors is in the raimi trilogy he is the professor in the raimi trilogy mm. um and oh so were you like, hoping oh, right, for him to turn lizard. up yeah 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 so when i heard lizard was going to be the villain i was like oh daily because i loved him from the cartoon mm. you know hated the look of him hated it absolutely yeah. hate the look of him because lizard has a snout in my opinion i don't know if that's true to the comics i'm just like i'm a cartoon freak his face was really round wasn't it that, i do agree that aesthetic odd. i did not like yeah that's fair although one of my favorite stan lee cameos is in the amazing spider-man oh what when he's in the library just like that i absolutely like 
Yeah, I remember in funny. the cinema, everyone just crying with laughter during that scene. Yeah, I, well, there was another bit that I remember cracking up at. Um, oh no, 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 no! Don't let it escape my brain. I've, I, I wrote down the note. Um, uh, no, 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 never mind. Carry on. Okay, um, I. Okay, so plot of the amazing Mother Spider-Man Hubbard. is. Sorry, so, that's what crap. Mother Hubbard, when um, he's on the phone oh, to yeah. Gwen, and Gwen just like, no, I'm coming, and she just hangs up on him, and it's like, Mother Hubbard, and I absolutely was expecting a swear, and yeah. his delivery, Garfield's delivery of that killed me. Um, all right, quickly, Ian, plot of yeah. Amazing Spider-Man, go. Um, it is Peter Parker is bitten by a spider. Um, and he gets powers. However, he does not get web-swinging powers because his dad was a secret scientist working for the government, working on gene things, and was a super genius. And by osmosis, Peter Parker is also a genius. So he engineers all kinds of contraptions, including web-swingers. Um, he wants to unravel what his father was up to, but forgets to do that until the second movie. Um uh, struggles with being in high school and um, defends the kids that are being bullied. Um, a lizard appears. Nobody believes Spider-Man. Everybody hates Spider-Man. Um, Spider-Man accidentally um, um, causes his girlfriend's dad to die. Yeah, in a nutshell. So, cast for this one. Andrew Garfield, obviously, is Peter Parker. Uh, Mike, uh, Martin, Martin Sheen. Yeah, not Michael Sheen. Sorry, yeah, Martin, Martin Sheen. Sheen. Uh, Although brilliant. I would, I would watch that. Oh, absolutely! Um, brilliant casting as Uncle Ben, and I think he has more to do than Cliff Robertson did. Mm-hmm. Um, I think Cliff Robertson is kind of the—he's the more kind of archetypal Uncle Ben than say Martin Sheen is. But I do like what Martin Sheen does in this film. I much prefer Martin Sheen's Uncle Ben. Like he's okay. given so much more to do, and that, that, it's nothing to yeah. do with the actors, yeah, at all. It's just. He kicks some butt in this movie. Like, he takes Spider-Man to task. He's like, Spider-Man, Peter Parker to a Spider-Man, go <laughs> tidy your room. Um, No, he takes him to task. He's just like, look, you've let your aunt down again. You're being selfish. Stop being such a butt. Um, I mean, he still ends up getting himself shot, which is annoying, but... He's, uh. more, he's more active, say. Like, yeah. Cliff Robertson, unfortunately, like, but... What Cliff Robertson was, or that version of the character was, he was, we'll talk you down. We'll talk you down. Exactly. Whereas this guy goes and tries to wrestle the gun off the, yes. off the mugger. I, I love the, the kick-ass version of it. Um, mm. The thing in the first Spider-Man film that just stands out to me is when uh, Tobey Maguire is like, you're not my dad. And I'm like, would you really say that? Because he really no, is like he's your dad. he's raised you. Like, he is your dad. Yeah, like, we've, he's, yeah, he hasn't turned up when you're 16 and he's trying to tell you what to do. He's been there since you were a kid. That is not an appropriate use of you're not my dad. Um, and to its credit, yeah. like Garfield Spider-Man never gets that far. Um, it, I think it hand, I think his Spider-Man handles everything better, including like relationships and the, the movies balancing everything. It's so much easier to watch for me. It, uh, so there was one thing. So I love, I love Andrew Garfield. Um, but in the writing of it, I thought this Peter Parker was a bit too cool from the off. Like we get a few seconds of I'm the awkward nerdy kid. Oh yeah. But then suddenly I'm really cool. I don't believe for um, a second that he, I know, um, I was going to say, I don't believe for a second that he was bullied. Anybody can be bullied, but it is slightly less believable when it's this extremely attractive Andrew Garfield that is very mm. cool, very suave. Um, it transitions very quickly into he defends the the kid that's being bullied and being dunked into the plate so there is a there's a little bit more of he's not tripping over his own shoes and has asthma or whatever he he is yeah. maybe just picking the fights that he's not equipped to fight a little bit um so Risa fans as kurt connors um i think we're missing a chunk of his story in this film so he's really nice Kurt Connors who is obviously a bit stressed in work to completely demented and evil. And I think the only and explanation it gives is that the chemicals did it. 
Like, whatever yeah, turned him into he... a lizard also made him in criminally insane. Yeah, and then, you know, but he's okay because he comes back then in the end for like a second. And yeah, look, that's, so that's yeah. the jump I believe less is that he comes back from the brink and saves Peter. I was like, how did we get there? Did what? Mm. <laughs> mm. Uh, cannot stand Captain uh, Stacy. I'm I, I blame the writing. I don't actually like Dennis Leary is he's pleasantly intimidating as Captain Stacy, but it's the same problem in fairness to the writers of this film. It's the same problem that you always have when the police have to not like Spider-Man. Give us more of a yeah. reason than you do our job better than we do. Yeah, he's a vigilante. He's setting a bad yeah. example, which I get. They're all valid reasons, but the, you're, I, I know as a as I'm watching the film that that's not the that's not the reason. The movie needs you specifically to not like Spider-Man because he's dating your your daughter. Not yeah. because there is a valid argument, there's a valid point being made about vigilantism. It's about you have to hate Peter Parker and you have to hate Spider-Man to create a conflict. And that that artificial conflict does my head in. Sorry, that was the... Apparently the Do you need balls for a second? Door. No, it's fine. Um, no, that's just some... There's a package. Um, right. Yeah, that artificial argument really does my nut in. And it's taking the place of it it's one up from the Maguire verse because the argument in that was just Peter Parker saying, I'm not going to be with you because it's the right thing to do, which is weak source. At least this is a third person or, or third factor that's yeah. influencing this Peter Parker. Someone outside of the two of them is, you know, either creating or at least throwing petrol on this conflict. Yeah. And that that bit I'm I'm on board. I think that's good. Mm. Like I think, yeah, I don't think there's enough where Toby Maguire's Peter Parker really, really leaned into goody two shoes, which mm -hmm. is why Spider-Man 3 got so ridiculous when yes. they went with dark Peter Parker. <laughs> this one is less of a goody two shoes. Yes. Yeah, he's um, a bit more of a bad boy. Yeah, he is. And I kind of like you get a little bit with so after Uncle Ben is Uncle Ben, uh, you know, and <laughs> goes up to the great cloud of the sky with um, what's his name, fucking Kent, Jonathan Kent, and um, uh, Thomas Wayne. I was, about, yeah, I was like, about to say, we, we are parents. unlucky. We are unlucky in who our families are. Uh -huh. um, and uh, you know, as why did all, you say that name? I do like. Andrew Garfield and Sally Field together. I I love I I love Sally Field, but we talked about this before. Um, you said Marissa Tomei is your favorite Aunt May, and I actually I like your reasoning. I like Rosemary Harris's Aunt May because she's the archetypal. Yeah, and that's, she's from the comics. You, she really is. Unfortunately, so unfortunately, poor Sally Field is kind of she's not enough in either direction. Yeah. So I don't disagree, but I do like their interaction. Oh um, man, that well, no, we'll get to it. But the scene in the second one where. She's like, you're my boy. You're my son. He's just like, of course I am. <laughs> yeah, that's a um, sweet moment. I, re I really liked Emma Stone as Gwen Stacy more than I thought I was going to. When it was initially announced, uh, I don't think we'd had the Emma Stone renaissance. Essence. or Yeah, the Emma know, stone Renaissance. Yeah, that right. we obviously like, I know she's brilliant now. Uh, yeah. I've seen her in one or two things, but I didn't know much about her mm -hmm. and then i really liked her in this the tone of this film so i want to talk about that because tonally these are so different from the raimi films oh completely um, yeah the raimi films you could draw them with a pencil and they'd be a comic <sighs> yeah um, whereas this is this is like it's almost it's really deliberately trying to step away from not trying to step away from comic because we have Spider-Man, we have Lizard, we have all this, mm -hmm. but they're trying to take themselves very, very seriously. And this was coming a few years after kind of Dark Knight. Like this is, that's when you, like that's comic book done seriously. Mm -hmm. is. And it will always be, I think that's always oh, going to yeah, be the, sure. um, the benchmark. What, thank you. Yeah. Like, you know, kind of right. comic book done seriously. All right. So let's look at the Dark Knight. Mm -hmm. And because of that, some of how Peter is written, I find really inconsistent um, in the way that, you know, why is Cracking Spider-Man? Totally fine with. Mm -hmm. But it stands uh, out, doesn't it? It feels it a bit like weird. Like a sore thumb. Yeah, I can't, yeah. I couldn't put my finger on it, but when he's, especially when he's wisecracking at the beginning of two as well, 
with the is it the man in the van um who's stealing all of the plutonium oh yeah yeah, yeah and he's kind of sitting on the hood of, yeah yeah just your friendly neighborhood spider-man hey you can call me amazing you can call me incredible I am don't a call me late. it's like yeah Paul Giamatti, have a word with your agent yeah please like, um yeah. yeah no i totally get it it does because he's peter parker is so sincere and so earnest yeah he's playing a character when he puts the mask on but it does it stands out like almost skipping ahead slightly what tom holland's spider-man does is peter and spider-man are the same person yes all of it yeah yeah, yeah. whereas andrew like Andrew Garfield's Peter Parker and Spider-Man, mm. they are different people. Yeah, it's a really good point. I hadn't thought of that, but they are he is playing Andrew Garfield is playing Spider-Man and Peter Parker, whereas Tom Holland is playing Peter Man. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. And I think Toby Maguire, it was I think it was closer to them being the same person than being different people. He didn't yeah. automatically get much more uh, confident, for example, when he put on the suit. There was more <laughs> confidence there, of course, but I think a lot of um Oh, then there was what all happened in three. Three is when it went too far. But three is when he became Andrew Garfield Spider-Man. Yeah, essentially. You know, in terms of like, oh, I'm so great. Lay a kiss on me. You know, this yeah. is wonderful. Um, which maybe is a bit harsh because I do like, this is not going to be a love letter episode. I do like these films, but this is not going to be a love letter episode. I love these films. I really liked them so much. Um, right. Yeah, so Emma Stone, Gwen Stacy is one of my favorite parts of this duology um mm. the the conflict we're kind of doing them both at the same time the conflict at the end of the second one where she goes to england blah 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 it turns into a soap opera that i didn't need it to be at all but up until that point i think she's great i think she's so she's it was so refreshing after the mj stuff of why don't you love me? You don't have time for me. You're never there for me. She just accepts that she is with Spider-Man and that comes with some downsides. But she's still her own person. She has her own career. She's doing her own thing. Um, and when Peter starts messing her about in the second one, she's like, right, done. I'll yeah, see you later. See you yeah. later. And they're apart for months. Um, she's like, I'm, I'm, gonna, I'm breaking up with you and you're going to have to really convince me that you you want us to get back together um but it didn't seem to spend this wasn't the gwen stacy peter parker film it didn't feel like that anyway it, she was important but the Maguire films just feel like they should have been called um like was it lois and lois and clark, lois and clark yeah, yeah the adventures of lois and clark it's funny because kirsten dunst did an interview i think not too long ago where she said you know she went to them because after the first, there was, I know there was a huge pay disparity on the first film. Oh, really? Um, now, because I, I, I don't know what either of them were paid. I just know that, like, obviously, look, Toby's the star. He's going to get more money. Like, that's just, all right, I get mm -hmm. that. But it but was it a was bit big. like her salary was an afterthought as opposed to, like, because she has so much screen time. And then in the second one, she's on the poster. That, that was her point. She's like, you're yeah. making me part of the draw of this film. Mm -hmm. uh, there was still a party disparity. So I feel overall when it came to the writing of this gwen is given much more to do she's given much more of a character mm -hmm. than say mj was given in the first three but the problem is that as an audience member both gwen and mj suffer from the same problem as like their the way it's framed their problems seem just so insignificant compared to the city's getting destroyed or we have this is going on or that's going on and it's like because of the way it's been presented to us, I don't care about the acting career and I don't care about the scholarship because Electro's about to destroy New York or yeah. Goblin's about to kill everyone you've ever known. Like, And as soon as she mentions it, you're like, oh, this is just a way to get them back together. Like, this mm. is creating that third act conflict cliche, which is always there, just so that they can have the moment at the top of the building where they, I'll come to London, I'll do all of the things. And... I'm, I don't know, maybe we're being too harsh. Maybe there's certain cliches that you just need in a film, but I maybe, I, I would love to see a film where they just don't fight. <laughs> I know that. Or fight about something real. Fight about something that you can relate to a bit more. It doesn't have to be like world-ending, but it's. I, it'd be so, it'd be so much more reassuring if you can actually see them work through the problem 
rather than it ending in a breakup because it feels like it's always a breakup they must be apart and then get back together the problem with that then is it becomes box ticking you know you're like yeah. well, well we know we have to get them to break up so and you know i'm being really really harsh for a second and this is joy this is at every film that does this so not just to dunk all over this film but every film that does that it's like you know they're going to break up so shortcuts start getting made along the way yeah you know, which sacrifices story, which sacrifices character growth because they have to break up and they have to get back together. Yeah, you it's, know, it's really annoying. The first Spider-Man, the Raimi one, it did it. Some MJ and Peter bits were clearly missing because they have to not be together. Yeah, you exactly. Know, they have to have that moment where she, t- where like, you know, the end of Spider-Man 1, MJ knows who Peter Parker is, but then she conveniently forgets that in Spider-Man 2. Yeah, that's funny, isn't it? Uh, uh, so actually, in this one, what did you think about how quickly he reveals his identity to Gwen? I loved it. I loved it because, and I think it was really smart because they play with it quite a bit in the first film. Um, I I think it was just, Psst, I like you, I'm Spider-Man. <laughs> it was a little yeah. bit of a flex, wasn't it? <laughs> well, he's a teenage, I do get more teenage off Garfield Spider-Man. In, like he's still clearly in his 20s, in, but yeah. I get in he one, feels more like a teenager. Yeah, in the Amazing Spider-Man, yeah. In the Amazing Spider-Man 2, they're basically 30. <laughs> Harry yeah, is 29, like, isn't he? He, I'm sure he says that he's 29. No, uh, well, just because there's a... No, there's a scene where I think it's Colum Fiore? Fiore? Mm. I don't know how to pronounce it. But the guy who doesn't like Harry says 20. Yeah. This 20-year-old. Oh, was it 20? Right, I misheard. Yeah. Okay. Um, so no, they shouldn't be 20. Especially if, like, you know, haven't they... Like, there is a graduation scene there is. in the thing. And Between they talk about how they were in school together. Yeah. Unless yeah, he was just so... two years above him. Yeah, it's possible. Potentially. Yeah. Uh, um, yeah. Um, uh, yes, go on. So, obviously... So, uh, I, uh, this, this could be... This is going to be a, a two-movie discussion thing because... Yeah. James Horner does the score for the first film, mm-hmm. and it's fine. It's not one of his best. Uh, he has done it. much better exactly it's very unmemorable there is the nice little piano love theme and that's i would just describe it as i'm i'm kind of being harsh it's nice mm. it's not stand out but the thing i remember in the cinema uh i think i know i think in fairness i knew going into the film that james horner was doing the score so again talk about box ticking i was just kind of waiting for and when the cranes turn now i don't i was talking about i i'm fine with cheese i'm yeah. fine with cheese that's fine with me but i mean that was the bloody score from titanic <laughs> I mean that was it was the <laughs> okay it wasn't actually but it was it was yeah. basically that I was just like James not only like anyone who's ever seen Titanic and associates the two names knows yeah. that you are just lifting uh, now again I don't, I, I don't like to speak ill of the dead he do, he does have quite the reputation for reusing work and it's fine mm. as long as like so does Philip Glass so does many other people but it's just like when it's really obvious like that, it's a bit like, ah, because this is a kind of a stop and listen scene. Mm -hmm. Now, the reason I want to talk about score is because hands down, pun intended, hands down, the score for two is one of my favorite movie scores. Yeah. Let alone Spider-Man score. It is, there is no other single Spider-Man film that has a better score, in my opinion. Oh, no, I agree. And it's immediate. It's from the opening credits as well. It sounds so good. And there we are. You, if if he'd done both films, you can hear a Spider-Man theme that repeats as well. Like I'm actually really listening like, yeah. out to this stuff. There is a Spider-Man theme, and I could have, I could, if he'd have done that in the first film, I could see that carrying over into this one and like having some nice echoes. But yeah, I was Hans is I the was, man. I was lucky enough a couple of times before the apocalypse. Um, Hans Zimmer was doing, uh, he was touring with his, some of his movie work. Right. Uh, so this is Hans Zimmer and Pharrell Williams do the score mm. for this. Now, with so many other contributors, but they're like yeah. the two big names on it. And the piece, uh, My Enemy. So it's Electro's big introduction it's scene, right? So it's so good. It's my favorite scene in both films. I love straight it. Straight away. Uh-huh. And that music, right? So when he was touring with this, he was he was funny, right? So he gets up stage and he was he was talking to he didn't say what film it was gonna be, right? Because he, he was funny. Like sometimes he'd say, Okay, now we're gonna do Gladiator and okay, now mm. we're gonna do Pirates. And he's like, Now um just we're just gonna pass some time, we're just gonna do a clarinet concerto. And we're like, All right, what is this? And it's just like who looks at Electro and goes, do you know what that man needs, clarinet? A clarinet, yeah. No one does that. It's 
so cool. <sighs> just to anyone to anyone who uh, may not necessarily be like a massive soundtrack fan or it's on spotify just check specifically the track my enemy mm. it's so it's so because so it's got good. that spider-man theme in it the, the big trumpet theme um, yeah oh it's and it's sorry, the way not that... to gush but it's so good. It's the way that voice that's inside Electro's head then turns into a rap and a. It's so good. It's so good. He shot at me. And it just. Spider-Man, he is my. It's yeah. so good. I've been listening it's to this a lot. Brilliant. Yeah, I would stick that back on. It's so because it's so subtly done. It's so clever. Oh man! In fact, that that scene in Times Square is like finale worthy. Like this, that's a better finale than probably any spider-man film we've seen yes. it's so good actually i agree with you i think um and i i i'll be kind to amazing spider-man and go it has quite quite a number of good set pieces but they really did they star trek first contacted us they did their big set piece up front yeah yes no they did 100 percent. yeah um, like and it builds so well so yeah i i watching it back again I, f- I like Electro so much that I think I gave some of Jamie Foxx's performance a little bit of a pass. Mm-hmm. It's a bit more hammy than I remember. Um, um, which I don't mind yeah. so much once he becomes Electro, but when he's Max Dillon, it's a bit like, okay, maybe it's a bit... It's, it's a, a bit extreme. Like, you know, kind of, and he obviously yeah. has some obsessive-compulsive um, issues going on. And yeah, but it is a, an extreme swing and when you see it in isolation it does feel like you're laying it on a bit thick um just a, just, just a touch but, just a but electro I love his confusion so yeah, yeah. Uh, in that scene you know, it's just like you know when he walks in he's just like you know he's just grabbing the election i didn't get it i really although okay this will shock you ian i am not a manhattan native no i i had heard rumors i have however been to times square yes so have I. and i have been to new york and so I will happily be corrected on this, but I don't know that there is a brownstone street that leads directly down to Times Square. I think that um, that might be an in- invention for the film because it, the way he's standing there, like he's looking at Times yeah. Square, you know what I mean? Like it's like... There are a lot of ways to get to it. I don't remember. I don't know why they would make that up, but yeah. I, it um, seemed like, like uh, although hmm. is it a bit like in Paris, every single window faces the Eiffel Tower? Oh, of course it does. Yeah, without a doubt. It doesn't matter what side of the hotel you're on, you can see it. Yeah. <laughs> and in Northampton, every single window faces the pizza hut. Yes, it does the dominoes, thank you. <laughs> a, wait, no, is it Sorry, of course. In fact, that is literally true. No, it is a dominoes, um, yeah. <laughs> you can yeah. open the door and you can, can I smell dominoes? I was like, yeah, Sean, it's that way. <laughs> hey, it's terrible for a diet. Like, you know, really well, well, there we go. <laughs> and the guy that was giving out, oh, sorry, this is a quick sidebar. It lit, this pizza, this Domino's that's next to me is is literally a forty five second walk. However, there is free delivery, so given the option, I was doing a ton of work, so I still ordered the pizza. I can carry on writing, and the pizza is brought to me. Your man gets to the door and says, "You know, we're just over there." And I was like, "I know, you're you're still getting paid to do this because you're not just walked over." I was like, "What is it? What difference does it make to you?" Uh, do you know what? I'm with that guy in this no, one. You need to get on. your you need to get your steps in, Ian. This is a service. This, if anything, I've made your job easier. This is a very oh. easy pick up and go. Well, now just just actually that that's that's a good point because anyone who works in the service industry, if Ian walks in, for the love of God, don't mispronounce the names of food. Don't. I'll end you. Uh, I'll, I'll like he's not joking. Else. No, he's not jo- like this. I'm actually giving advice to people. Uh huh. Like, yeah, you, you, can have you will a have scone. a longer and happier life if you say it mm-hmm. correctly. You can have a scone. Well, all right, I'll go somewhere else and get a scone then. Anyway. Um, anyway. Right. Uh, what were um, we talking about? <laughs> I think Spider-Man. Going yeah. back to the first one. Going back to the first one. Okay. So uh, sure, Captain Stacy is, mm-hmm. you know, does what he does, Present. right? You know, blah, 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 gets impaled. He's very talkative for a man who gets impaled. Yeah. And he gets impaled with like four claws. But like movies. he's like proper, like. You know, he's lying down mm. over here, whereas his small intestine is somewhere over there. Yeah. And yet he managed to have a chat with Peter. Just long enough to... Man, I don't know. This advice is a bit shit, to be honest. Just long enough to give a really bad life lesson. Like, I get that his goal is to protect Gwen, but... How about you put an extra superhero... Like, yeah, it makes her a bit more of a target, but what better person to protect her than Andrew Garfield? I mean, ignoring the end of Spider-Man 2. Uh, yeah, I don't know what you're talking about. Um, 
We'll but, get to uh, that in a minute. <laughs> Captain Stacy was right. Um, no, he was, but, but he shouldn't have been. Yeah, it was just like, because I think the whole, like their conflict felt so forced. It was just like, he irrationally hated Spider-Man from the off. He mm-hmm. wasn't angry at him. He hated him. Like yeah, it was 100%. like vendetta levels. Yeah. Um, and, you know, when he did that kind of that bullshit cop thing, Peter, not Spider-Man, Peter goes to him and says, look, here's, you know, Kirk Connors, investigate him. This, 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 here is information that I probably shouldn't know, but I'm giving you this. And what does he do? He's like, get out of here. You're Now he does investigate him, but it's a bit like, again, you're forcing this conflict. You could just yeah. be like, Peter, like, I don't like you. Why are you bringing this to me? Yeah. All right. I mean, what's what, his what's, motivation what's for lying? Here? Like, what, what does he gain yeah. from making that up? That's what I always... Yeah what that's what frustrates me and them not thinking that is what's the motivation here like you're a cop yeah. the motivation the motive is kind of what you're always looking for but yeah, there we go um how do you feel about um the vast difference in spider-man's parents and like how big a part they play um because they're non-existent in the Maguire films they're just not yeah they're yeah. just I, they're not even disco- other than you know you're not my dad. It was like Grant, who <laughs> yeah. is your dad? You're not my dad. Um, I don't know. I think again, this is it's. So I having not read the comic, so coming at this just purely from an audience mm. member, I was just like, is this a bit of a Skywalker syndrome that they can't just be people? Yes, <laughs> I love you know that. I mean? Like you're right, it stands out. Right, I love it because I love Campbell Scott. He is. Man, he could he could just very, very calmly tell me to cut off my own fingers and I would. He's just a hypnotizing actor. He's great. But this belongs in a Mission Impossible film. It feels so strange to me that they are they're in this, they have these contingency plans, they they have get out clauses and all of that stuff. And okay, cool, but it's like great. And then they just so happen to be Peter's parents, who I don't know. There's a lot of we need to do something different here. This feels a bit over the top. I think so. And I mean, I believe th- this is a plot line from the comics. So, okay, fair yeah. enough. But I, you know, I, I, I really don't think it was as necessary as the films made it seem. No. Like, um, so, but all right, let's go. So Campbell Scott. So Richard Parker took me a second. Uh, Richard Parker working for Oscorp. Okay. Because it seems like everybody works for Oscorp, so I'm like, uh, fair enough, I guess. In all five films, this sticks out so much. Like, Oscorp is the only thing that exists. Mm. Does everything. Mm, That's true. Yeah, like, they are, like, if Oscorp ever go under, the the economy will collapse, basically. Like, they, they, not only do they provide, like, all of the electricity for the city, they're doing, like, genome experiments, and they also hold all of the plutonium as well. (laughs) What are you doing? I mean, like... Why is plutonium in New York City? Why is it being transported that way? What's going on? What is going on? Oh, yeah. Just no. Anyway, uh, yeah. Um, like, oh, yeah. I, I don't. In, in any of the versions, I don't love Oscorp. No, Um, and I can't put my finger on it again. I just don't. There's something that I see Oscorp and Osborne turn up, and I just cringe. I was like, I think it's the power of evil. Company is clearly evil. Yeah. And it's yeah. the, the the Green Goblin. I just don't like him. He's got a stupid name. He looks like a Power Ranger. He has a flying carpet. I don't know why I should be scared of him. Like Chris Cooper's. I suppose he didn't make it as far as becoming Green Goblin, but Chris Cooper's um, Norman Osborn was, I suppose, more sinister. Yeah, because uh, he's quieter. Like he doesn't go. Like Willem Dafoe was playing it for the back seats. Yeah, he was you know. so over the top. But then that whole um, movie is is over the top, to be honest. No, that's true, yeah. Whereas this one was a bit like, you know, okay. And I know there was the whole massive sequel bait at the end, uh, but I don't know. I mean, w- what did you think of the fact that they they benched him? Um, I was fine with it. I just, I, I, I just don't know why either of them are in this movie. I don't know why we needed... Can you can you not tell a Spider-Man story without the Osborns and without Green Goblin? Because you can, because obviously the Tom Holland films have done it. I yeah. it when you're so aware that you are this is five years removed from a trilogy that was really, really successful that focused on the Osborns, I don't know why we need to include him at all. 
I think have Oscorp there, have him as a figure in the background, but I didn't need Harry. I didn't need any of this. Um, yeah, I think you need something more than Electro. I think there's something else that could have been done here, but you've got enough bad guys to choose from. Just, ugh. That's it, because Amazing Spider-Man, you have your one villain. It's Kurt Connors, it's Lizard. Mm-hmm. And I felt but, like but to balance, it wasn't enough. No, no, no. So I was fine with that, because you, you, you're balancing that against the origin story. So there's a lot Fair. to do. There's a lot to get the story going and to do that. But you haven't got that in two. So, yeah, you probably do need something extra, and you can't make it all about Gwen Stacy, because that's what the original trilogy was about with MJ. But... I I just don't think it needed to be Harry. I don't know why they went in that direction. It was like we need to redo this. It's almost yeah. It's almost like there was oh we're not sure what you know. Let's go with what we know because yeah. they took their big swing by having it be Gwen Stacy instead of MJ. Mm-hmm. Because again, going back cartoon, it was always MJ. I know Stacy was in it, but like yeah. it was always MJ was the big love interest. And mm-hmm. you know before these films. I, you know, as a viewer, I was not as familiar with Gwen oh, Stacy because right. even then when Spider-Man 3 came out, I was a bit, I was a bit like, who's that? Yeah. Um, but, uh, and it worked. I mean, it absolutely worked. I, you know, it didn't have to be. I think, I, th- I can't remember if it's Amazing Spider-Man 1 or 2, but the actress Shailene Woodley was cast and what does have a scene as MJ, but it was cut from the final film. So MJ, like she was in the film. I Got it. Could have been this one with the graduation scene. I'm I sure. remember that. I remember that coming up, actually. That sounds yeah. familiar. She was, yeah, because I remember this. I think this was before the Divergent series, which sort of like I know she was in The Incredible mm. Now. She has since been in <clears throat> Pretty Little Lies, which is fantastic. Yeah. Um, so she's like, she's bloody good, basically, is what I was saying. Oh, no, of course. The Fault in Our Stars, a little film that nobody's ever heard of. <laughs> oh, my goodness. Well, um, but. But yeah, but she wasn't needed. I suppose for The Amazing Spider-Man 2, I agree with you. Electro wasn't enough, but you didn't have to do Green no, Goblin. Didn't they have had to that. Again, I I I think because I'm not asking with the character, but they had um uh Felicia, is it Felicia Hardy? Yeah. Uh, Felicity Jones's character, Black Correct. Cat. Yeah. Um so they had her like she could have been in it. Mm-hmm. Um as as Black Cat, I mean. Um like there's so many. Like they did have Rhino, like for a second, but they did have Rhino. Yeah, um, that ending really annoys me. Yeah, it was just like there was no point. There was no point. It's like having yeah. three endings. I don't know. Like we needed an extra fifteen minutes on this film. No, we didn't. We really didn't. Um, can we talk about the big hanging web in the room, which was Gwen Stacy dying? So. I hate it going, so much. Sorry. Going into this film, I know, well, there is a big storyline in the comics of called course The is. Death of Gwen Stacy. Of course so, there is. So. And it, Spider-Man kills her accidentally. Yeah. It's it's almost like shot for shot. It's No, it's the same, isn't it? She breaks uh, her back. Yeah, because like, because I remember in the cinema, like the entire cinema as one went, fuck. Yeah. <laughs> because like, obviously because it's a semi-kids film, we don't mm. see the out... But like she should have shattered her brain against that ground. Yes. The way the the way the shot is yeah. lined up, you know, it's like that should have been like kind of like oh, well, you know, there'll be a slight ringing in her ears, but don't worry, she's nowhere near them. Nope. Yeah. <laughs> I just got that. Nice. Um, yeah. No. Was, so I, hmm. if I remember right, I might be getting this wrong, but I remember I remember looking into because there was rumors that's how this film was going to end, and. I'm sure Spider-Man does break her back in the comics by trying to catch her as she falls and it snaps her back. Um, and I was really hoping it wasn't going to happen because that's really fucked up. Like, that's that's life-destroying for for Peter Parker. Yeah. That's You don't come back from that. That's hideous. I wonder if... I know there was, at some point, plans for a third film, but I wonder if anyone actually sat down and went, lads... Do we really want a third film where it's just him feeling guilty for the whole thing because he accidentally killed his girlfriend? Yeah, he either feels guilty for the whole thing or it's not believable. Like, if he moves on and gets gets together with MJ, unless you've done a 10-year time jump, which you could do, you could absolutely yeah. could do because Garfield's old enough, but I now don't want to see that third film. I don't want to see what Peter Parker has to go through 
after that to come back from that yeah there was one thing i think we said this on a previous one in the trailer for no way home there's a scene where zendaya's MJ yes. is falling off some scaffolding uh-huh. and it now it does i mean we know that they can change these things in post like half the bloody trailer for endgame was different yeah. in the film but i think that would be a great scene for garfield's spider-man oh, to grab man. and save her that would be so you know cool I mean? that would be great um, unless he kills her again, <laughs> which yeah, might, like, you know, Zendaya, Zendaya, you need to read that contract a bit better. Like, uh-huh. um, uh, I, I really don't like it. It really, really um, tarnishes the film for me because I just want a Spider-Man where they're happy ever after. I know that's a lot to ask, but yeah, like, yeah, and I mean, like, I'm okay, I'm okay with it being, but when the conflict ends up like really shattering them so much again pun not intended um it's just like it starts to become a bit like again you're like is it box ticket now i didn't i didn't think again because i didn't read i should just preface this like please comic book fans please don't judge me i do like comics i do uh but no i did not read the death of gwen stacy before i saw this so like it's just like yeah did you have to kill her could she not have just gone to college yeah but then he need but they they swung for something, didn't they? Literally, um, we are it, all over we the puns this week. Over it, um, they swung for something. They wanted the film to stand out. I think they knew there probably wasn't going to be a third. It just sucks. I really don't. I want somebody to prove me wrong. I want somebody to bring an argument to the table that says, "Nope, this makes sense for the story. This is a really profound moment." For me, it just feels like you are breaking Peter Parker. When in fact you're breaking Gwen Stacy. Indeed. Exactly. I wondered as well, and it's the way it's framed that when she's fallen and he catches her, was she, even if he managed to not break her spine, was she doomed anyway? Because all that debris was still falling down directly on top of her. Like, you know, was it kind of screwed if you do, screwed if you don't? (sighs) Perhaps. I will tell you, it's a rough way to wake up from a nap because I I fell asleep on the couch. And (laughs) then for some reason, as if my brain knew, I woke up at the crunk when she stops falling and i was like oh <laughs> it's a horrible way to wake up Ooh. i i really 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 don't like dane DeHaan's harry osborne um yes no neither do i um because it kind of just feels like emo spider-man doesn't it from spider-man 3 and he doesn't have any chemistry with andrew garfield so i don't believe no. his friends let alone anything else no not um, at all he just seems I know he has this degenerative disease going on, but he just seems criminally unhinged, just out of nowhere, like like Lizard Man. Interesting take on the Goblin uh, origin, I guess, but not explored enough. Doesn't like no, doesn't get know. anywhere near explored enough. Like that, I think it only works if you see a third film. In here, it feels really un, really half baked. Like what they could do here. I am writing a film. Is have all right if you have if you must have Harry in this film, mm. have him de- well, yeah, uh, dealing with and maybe getting some sort of acceptance with da, 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 you know, and then taking the place of Norman working with Peter toward finding here and basically having a signal thing that then by number three it ends up that no, there was no cure overall, and that kind of drives mm. him. But in this one, he comes home from school, gets a rash, goes crazy, and yeah, tries to basically. kill Peter's family. Yeah, uh, I thought something like, bit okay. him. I was like, no. No, nothing but him. Oh, I don't know, yeah. I, it doesn't blend with the rest of the story. It really doesn't. No. Felt like build-up for a third film, but meh. Um, I just, yeah, I, it do, it, because this ended up being the last of this series, it did go out on a bit of a... All right, then. Damn I like the last... The, literally the last shot. Like, that is, like, I like that, you know, Spider-Man swinging the um, manhole cover. I think that looks really good, but... yeah. That doesn't end a series. Excuse her. Yeah. Nope, it does not. It's a weird one, but I've got to say I liked them so much more than I remember liking them. Um, I went into them really thinking, oh, this is a money grab. You had no choice but to make these movies because the rights would have reverted, so you had to rush something out. But if you look at it, look at them on their own, I think they're great, and I love them so much more than the Maguire films. They're just they're not. They're so much easier to watch. They're not cringy. The, the yeah. dialogue has come along a long way. Like oh, yeah, yeah. these are films, whereas as the wire ones are 
they're comic stories, they're cartoons in live yeah, action. They really you know? do feel and that way. Fine for the time, you mm-hmm. know, but whereas this is, yeah, this is very mid 2010s. Mm-hmm. This is, you know, Peter is too cool for school. Yeah. Um, which is fine. Mm-hmm. I don't, I, I don't hate that as an idea, but it was really like, you know, because do you remember um, going back obviously a few years to the big Sony hack and they were talking oh, about, yeah. you know, you know, they're kind of their ideas for Spider-Man that everything is a bit like, you know, ah, oh, no big deal. No big deal. Mm. Everything's fine. Totally cool. No big deal. No big deal. And you kind of get a bit of that off this, you know, mm. oh, I just saved everyone. It's no big deal. You don't get that a lot, which is why these films are not yeah. terrible in any way. But it's a bit like, do you understand your audience? Mm. Like, who are you reaching for here? Are you reaching for teenagers? In which case, I don't yeah. think you're quite getting it. Are you really? Are you reaching for long-term fans? I don't think you're quite getting it. So I think they're a little bit jumbled. Yeah, they're um, reaching for money. That's what they're doing. They're reaching for the pennies. Yeah. But um, somehow, I still really like these films, um, and I'm really, really glad I've rewatched them because I was ready to hate on Amazing Spider-Man Two, um, but I really enjoyed it, especially Electro. It was so so good. Mm. Cut out all of the Harry Osborn stuff. You've got a 90-minute yeah. film that I really love. Yeah, yeah, and you don't need to be much on because that is. So I was saying this to you, my gentle gallop, and Jesus, these films are long. Oh, and I goodness. felt the runtime. The pacing is totally off in oh, both films. Oh, golly. Um, yeah, um, two hours. Um, no, 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 no. Yeah, two hours. Is it two fifteen and two thirty? And two thirty, which is, oof. No, thank yeah. you. That is long Way for what we're doing here. Too long. Way too long. Yeah. I do want to, it was quite interesting. I looked up the box office on each of the Spider-Man films. Which one do you think grossed the highest? Of the five? Of the five. Spider-Man 3. Yes. Sorry, no, because it's always used as a, how did this do so well? Because it was like super, super, super successful. $895 million for a And yet no sequel. And yet no sequel. Like, that Isn't, should yeah. be a Spider-Man four. I don't. It should be easily. That yeah. will baffle me. So Spider-Man, um, two thousand and two, the very first one, eight hundred twenty-five million. Which is, considering this came out of nowhere, that's how incredible. that's insane. Yeah. Um, Spider-Man two, bizarrely, seven hundred eighty-eight million. It dropped off. Um, which is, I remember seeing that. Yeah, like it, it did less. It's objectively a better film. I think. I think yeah. we disagree on that. Objectively, it's a better film. Oh no, no I agree. But. Yeah. Uh, it's yeah but it did i think maybe it's sequelitis sometimes sometimes sequels drop yeah may really maybe some people didn't like spider-man one uh which Mm. i can see actually yeah i can see that and then but coming back for three maybe that's it maybe three did so well because two was so good and they're thinking wow maybe you can do the same thing again the really surprising one to me is um the amazing spider-man the first one which made 757 million like that's a lot more than i was expecting like that's yeah whoa considering all of the stigma around it's a reboot um that's really good and then the amazing spider-man 2 made 708 so it dropped off again but it's still a ridiculous amount of money but it's definitely the lowest grossing of all five yeah because i think even even by that stage even though it was spider-man 2 I think even I had the feeling of this is Spider-Man Five. Yeah, you know, even though it isn't, but it is. But yeah, yeah. So, okay, so that's you know, they are so far pretty much every film so far has had something good. But Spider-Man Three, obviously, is in my opinion the worst of the bunch. Um, but -hmm. it still has that Birth of Sandman scene. It still has, you know, some redeeming scenes with Peter, with you know, da 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 da. Yeah. Um, both of these ones are good films they're not a they're not amazing films mm-hmm. but they're good films yeah um and yeah like that i don't regret having rewatched them um they're just way too long yeah way 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 too long way too long yeah but um no i'm i liked them a million times more i've said that um the original three i don't think i'll ever watch again because they're too cringy for me um but i can see myself watching the amazing spider-man 2 and one again um yeah the, the humor gets me i love the humor in these films so much um andrew garfield is he's my spider-man i think he's my favorite he's that the one good. yep i i like him a lot uh, also have to point out the fact that these films were directed 
by Mark, Mark Webb. Webb. Perfect. Yeah. That Love man was it. made to do a Spider-Man film. It was brilliant. Yes, he was. Yes. Well, um, I think that's all for me. Next week, we're going to... Me, from us. You can carry on talking, Sean, but I'm, I'm I, checking I, out. I'm I am already gone. dragging to find things to say. <laughs> yeah. No, we, I, we like these films better. I think we both did. Oh, I've lost your sound. I don't know why. Why have I lost your sound? I do enjoy the Raimi films a lot for their cheese and their camp, but I think these are better films. Yes, they are. You are right. Yeah. Yeah. Correct. Um, yeah, so next week we're going to do the Tom Hollandy films, I think. Yeet. Yeah. Yeah. Yep. Both of them, which will be so, good. Um, and... yeah, just, so heads up, everyone. We're not doing Cap Civil War. We're not doing the two Avengers mm, films. No. I know he appears in them, but blah, we're just blah, keeping blah, blah, blah. it solo we'll, films. We'll... So Homecoming and Far From Home. Yeah, we'll talk about it. But yeah, Homecoming and Far From Home. Um, yeah, until then, we'll see you next week. You look after yourselves, everybody. Love you. Bye. Bye. Hi guys, thanks so much for listening to our podcast this week. If you want to get in touch with us, you can reach us on Twitter at EnglishIrishGTM. You can catch at WitSind or at Sean Ferrick on Twitter as well. We'd love to hear your thoughts, we'd love to hear your suggestions, and love to hear if you are looking forward to Spider-Man. You are awesome, we will see you next week, and we love you very much. Bye!